Bay Buccaneers are Super Bowl 55 champions, led by Tom Brady. And that's it, it's over. This historic 2020 NBA championship belongs to the Los Angeles Lakers. Episode 48 of For Future Considerations. Happy 7th of July, everybody. The big celebration still going on down here in uh, Windsor. The fireworks are going off. You can hear them in the background, too, if you listen real closely. My name's Matt. Manny and John are here as well. John, how are things up your way? Good. The fireworks can stop any time now. There's, it's been a week, still, everyone. Let's just call it setting down. them off. <laughs> Seven oh, days straight. You could tell because my dog won't stop barking. <laughs> and it's Leave all it. day, too. I swear, a couple days ago, I heard one one single firework go off at like 2.30 in the afternoon. <laughs> what are they celebrating at 2.30 two in the afternoon? What are they celebrating? Like, oh, wait, we found one. Pew, boom. I think that was a drive-by, Matt. That might have been. <laughs> yeah. What's my way? Why my milk is leaking. <laughs> boys everybody's doing good you know what it was ah. it was celebrating the montreal canadians victory oh in game four. my god i know Woo! it's I been know. a while since i've been able to do this Woo! play the song rishat oh my god i'm the song down three one hey i it's may like, not get many more opportunities like to hanging, say this it's like hanging a seventh place banner <laughs> Oh, woo! We're still alive. I'm assuming you are going to buy some sort of property down in Tampa Bay so you can vote for the idiot mayor down there. <laughs> what we would like is for the Lightning to take it a little bit easy, to give the Canadians just the smallest break, allow them to win one at home, and then bring it back to the Amelie Arena for the final and the winning of the Stanley Cup. Can you believe her? Give her a support. Thanks a lot for for chirping the boys and uh, letting us get one under under the belt there. Reason one million that politicians have no clue. No idea. About what's going on. What would be great is if you guys just took it easy. And lose a game on purpose. The mayor wants them to lose a game on purpose. A series clinching, title clinching game. I really hope that the Tampa Bay uh, Lightning are petty when they win this thing. And don't even invite her. Don't invite her. Don't let her hold the trophy. I was I saw a bunch of pictures of her on the when they came off the plane with the trophy the last time and she was holding it. Don't let her are you kidding me? Don't let her look at that thing. It's disgusting. <laughs> you know what that reminds me of is uh, poor Doug Ford when he got booed at the Raptors championship rally. That was so uncomfortable to watch. That or uh, when uh, we went to shake Masai Yuri's hand and Masai thought it was just a, a kid <laughs> a kid on the sidelines. Hey, yeah, nice to meet you. He just keeps walking, shakes his hand. And like, Hang on a second. I'm the mayor. I'm running this place. I'm the premier. What the hell? Well, uh, thanks to, to everybody as well who reached out on social media, letting us know that they enjoyed the last two episodes that we released last week. 
Yeah, another great week of feedback for our main debate show. And uh, people love the interview with uh, Mike Fuda on the OT. Two-time Stanley Cup champion with the LA Kings, and he still made time for us. I guess we're important. Yeah. Or he's really bored. I don't know which. Well, he is looking for another job, but I don't think that's going to be much longer, right? I hope not. I hope not. Doesn't make a lot of sense that you got a guy out there sitting there wait, waiting for his phone to ring. Right. And he knows hockey, loved the interview, loved the fact that he talked about his scouting philosophy mm-hmm. and what he looks for in players. It made a lot of sense. And I know a lot of teams could use that common sense, that <laughs> yeah. hockey sense he, as well. Just a bit. Yeah. <laughs> hey, if Rashad. anyone missed that interview, go back and listen to it because he has some stories. Yeah, some unbelievable. He's a great storyteller, too. Awesome, awesome. We hardly got a word in edgewise. He was such a good storyteller. And and John, um, people can now listen to us on more platforms. Yes, that's right. If you're looking for us, you can find us on Stitcher and iHeart now as well. Do we get to go to that iHeart Music Festival now? Wouldn't that be great? Guys, we're on iHeart. Excuse me. Excuse me. Coming through. Excuse me. (laughs) Get a VIP badge. Yeah. I think Push. we got to get something out of this, right? Got it. John, That's right. you got yeah. some connections. Make it happen. All right, I'll do that. I want to be able to push Sean Mendez aside and uh, stand next to Camila Cabello. <laughs> you and a musical. million other guys. Yeah, at least the award show or something like that. Yeah. <laughs> something. Rashad can hand out most scantily clad male. <laughs> <laughs> we can hand out most scantily clad female. But wouldn't wouldn't he give it to himself then? Like, wasn't, wasn't he on the podcast talking about how he records naked or something like that? <laughs> oh my God, he did it. It's just a sock. <laughs> hey, we love connecting with people on our social media too. So follow us for great content. Yes, podcast F. FC on Twitter and Instagram and add for future considerations on Facebook as well. And you can also send us feedback by email at forfutureconsiderations at gmail.com. Stay tuned. At the end of this podcast, we will announce another special guest coming up on the OT as we continue to talk about the upcoming NHL draft on the 23rd and 24th of July. And this being our first podcast of the week, it's our debate show, and we have a lot to talk about, from basketball to baseball to soccer and football, and I'm going to drop another song and see if you'll pump it or dump it. But first, let's start with the Stanley Cup final. And the Sidney play, Caulfield, Anderson scores! Josh Anderson extends the series! The Montreal Canadiens are still alive in the NHL Stanley Cup final after a 3-2 overtime win over Tampa Bay in Game 4 on Monday night. Will they complete the comeback of all time? It'll be the greatest comeback in the history of the National Hockey League. Woo! Play the song, we're shot! I actually found one with a beat. (laughs) Playing the song down 3-1. No, like you get to play this two more times. You force a game seven and they win. You don't play it any other time. Oh man, I can't wait for the OT to drop when they win. Uh, honestly, you know, that game was tight. Game four. Tampa Bay hit what? Three posts. Yeah. They were inches away from sweeping. Yeah. Um I thought Montreal played better. 
but I think they can still play that much better. And that's what gives me hope. Like, they still turned over the puck a lot. Mm-hmm. Um, Tampa Bay still capitalized on their mistakes. If I think of the goals that Tampa did score, both were off turnovers again. Mm-hmm. So I think Montreal still has room to improve. And that's what gives me hope that if they just take it one game at a time and play each game better and better and better, that the series may not be over yet. Um, They're not going to complete the greatest comeback of all time. Uh, For me, watching that game after the beginning of the, the, the the first eight minutes, 11 minutes of the first period, like Montreal won that game essentially because they were still alive after the first period. I thought they were awful in the first period. And they got extremely lucky. They weren't going into the room in the first period at 2-0. Watching Tampa in this series consistently up to this point, and watching them, it's, it's only a matter of time until they score. Montreal is not there. Last night should have been, in, in reality... You know, that Kucherov spot at the side of the net that he deflects it and hits the post and right. goes up standing right there. Tampa should have won that game 4-1, 4-2. So, no, they're not. I don't think there's going to be a game six. Come on. No. Uh, Woo! Because now one you're going to run into the same scenario that we, we talked about in game one or game two. John Cooper's going to have home ice. Yeah. I mean, you and you talk about your guys are going to have to play a lot, but you guys, your lines are going to have to play a lot better. I've never, I'm never comfortable, in, and I was like this in the Vegas series as well when when Flurry and Liner switched. I'm never comfortable with the back up against the wall, and now we're just going to change a bunch of lines to really shake it up. You should not have to be shaking up lines going into Game Four and elimination game and games uh, in the Stanley Cup Final. You're just looking for a spark, though. And if it's you putting in Romanov and Kulak, or if the mayor of Tampa Bay is talking trash, (laughs) you're looking for a spark. There's your spark. (laughs) Yeah, I have to say, when I was watching that game, I just never had a feeling that Montreal was really in that game. It was kind of like, if Tampa Bay gives them an opening, they have a chance. But otherwise, and I think Tampa Bay's looked that way all year, every game I've watched. Well, now that they have Kucherov in the lineup, too, like he's just on another level. But the other thing that gives me hope is Montreal should have won game two. They played that well in Tampa in game two, and they should have won that game, except Tampa capitalized on their mistakes. Again, Yep. Montreal cuts down on their mistakes. There's a chance. So you're telling me there's a chance. I think the concerning thing, uh, and you can take it as a point of pride for sure in the way that this series has been handled, and we've seen that throughout. Uh, as an outsider, the thing that concerns me, if you're the Montreal Canadiens, is you have not heard from Braden Point at all in this series. You haven't heard from Steven Stamkos at all in this series. <laughs> and you only get to go to the fire a couple of times before somebody's going to get burned. One of those guys is going to wake up sooner or later. And Manny, how disappointed are you to see, I know that's COVID, but seeing so many fans on the streets of Montreal, but not being allowed into the Bell Centre when Tampa Bay can have 18,000 fans in their arena. I don't get it. Like, Dude. How, how can they have thousands of people on the streets outside the building and not have them inside the building? Even, even have 10,000, not mm-hmm. this 3,500, although... 
it sounded way louder than 3,500 uh-huh. in that building uh-huh. in game four. I just don't understand it. I don't, I, it makes no sense to me whatsoever. No, and I'm really surprised that it's come to this. In, you know, you think of these huge corporations like the Montreal Canadiens or the NHL or whoever it is has have to be having these conversations with the Quebec Board of Health or whoever they're talking to. Like, guys, like, you're holding us out of 19% of the revenue that we could possibly be getting from this. But you're letting all of these people stand outside and watch it for free together. And your concern is them that there's a roof above them in inside. That's what we're concerned. I think Montreal fans have been very diligent in the ones that we've seen in the in the games and stuff. Most have masks on or their master down there drinking, they're yelling, whatever it is. I've, we've seen a ton of masks. I think it's fine. I mean, we've gone over the vaccination numbers. Quebec is in a, or Montreal specifically, is in a good spot. Plus 70 in the first dose, plus 20 in the second dose. Like somebody's going to have to do this soon enough. And I think the worst part of this, and and as we hopefully see all of this kind of dwindle, is, you know, it's not going to get back to normal anytime soon. We're not going to see an extreme switch one or the other. But if I'm a Montreal Canadiens fan, or in Montreal in general, and you're telling me in in mid-August I can eat inside a restaurant three weeks after I could have gone to a a hockey game under the same rules. Yes, more people, I get it, but like, let's be reasonable here. And they're not being reasonable. It's not. I I just don't understand. I haven't seen the proof. haven't seen the evidence. I believe in science. I haven't seen the science to suggest why they can't put another 5,000 people in the arena yeah. when they have that many people and more on the streets of Montreal. And guys, I have a stat for you. This goal by Victor Hedman of the Lightning set a new record. Akita Kucherov out to Victor Hedman. Winds and shoots. Score! 2 nothing. Tampa Bay just 3 minutes, 27 seconds in. Hedman now becomes the first player in NHL history to score in all 12 months of a calendar year because of the pandemic. How great is that? For a defenseman, too. So great, he should have won the Norris. Oh, he's the <laughs> second best. He wasn't even the second best defenseman in the league. You ask uh, the, the, the voters of that, but... No, that's an unbelievable stat, especially for a defenseman. That's a great stat, John. Yeah. Great stat. Uh, it reminded me of another stat I saw on social media that we put on our podcast account, Podcast FFC. Um, since 1980, every Stanley Cup final has featured at least one of Yaramir Yagar's teammates. Come on. 41 years. <laughs> There's always been somebody in the final who has played with Jagger once. Who is it this year? John Merrill. Oh, okay. There's wow. always been one. Wow. Like dating back to Brian Trotchier. Yeah, yeah. When he was, he, he yeah, wow. he played with the Islanders before with Jagger, but right. he did play with Jeremy right, Jagger. Right. It's a great wow. stat. That's wild. Who finds that stat? <laughs> I know. <laughs> It's the intern. It's your third day. I want you to see if all of these guys have played with Yammer Yager. Are you kidding me? That's more than <laughs> six degrees of separation of Kevin Bacon or whatever that is. That's an unbelievable stuff. Four decades. Yeah, four decades. 41 years. Like, come on. Oh, that's wild. Can you believe? 
This is incredible. You know, guys, I gotta be honest. I have goosebumps. Unbelievable. Oh my god. Oh wow! More hockey coming up during rapid fire. But first, let's head to our play of the week, picked by you, the fans, and social media followers. And they picked a highlight from your Detroit Tigers. The 0 1 to no, center no. field. And no! Billy Hamilton! That's an inside departure. Look out! Scope will trot home. Cabrera's behind him. Eric Haas has got the windmill going. The throw home. Not going to get there. Eric Haas hits an in the park home run. Yeah, I didn't even pick that for the play of the week either. Neither did I, actually. And we're Tigers fans. Yeah, yeah. Billy Hamilton makes a stupid play and he gets past him. That was a bad play. Yeah, yeah. Who did you pick? I took Blake Coleman. So did I. Okay. Clint Capella was really good. Yeah, that was a great yeah, play yeah. behind the Even backboard. the Trevor Story one was nice. Yeah. John, who did you pick? I actually did pick the in the park. Ah, you like those inside the park. I do. Hits, huh? they're, they're my favorite. <laughs> and he hit another three-run homer in the same game. Tigers are good. They're good, man. Tigers are good. I don't know what Mike Kaycook is talking about, really. <laughs> <laughs> Since Mike Kaycook was on our show, the Tigers have been one of the better teams in the American League. We got to get him back on. Maybe yeah. we'll go to the World Series. Hey, we should have <laughs> done this in 2006. <laughs> our play of the week is brought to you by London Awnings, quality that shows. You can look for our poll next Monday on all the social media accounts. We'll post the candidates, the top plays of the week, every Monday at Podcast FFC on Twitter and Instagram. The video's there, the poll's there. Hammer it out, share it. And uh, we'll see who ends up winning next week. Uh, I think we get Mike K. Cook on uh, the first week of October to talk about the Canucks. What do you guys think? (laughs) I don't think he has the same pull for hockey, buddy. (laughs) (laughs) The baseball all-star rosters have been announced. Shohei Otani becomes the first player in Major League history to be named as an all-star pitcher and a position player. When you look at the rosters, who do you like who made the team and which players do you think received the biggest snubs? I'm surprised that he makes it for both uh, Otani. Like, I don't know. Do, does he really need to take two spots? He's been pretty dominant. I understand the fans voting him in as the DH. Yeah, so he's in, right? Like, right. he doesn't also have to be named as uh, uh, as a pitcher. He for, can do both. So the guy, if you look at the guys who made the All Star team. Mm-hmm. It's our fantasy baseball league from last year. I know it. I was going to say the same thing. <laughs> if you look at our team, Rashad, I'm 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 being very honest here. If I if I look at our team, it is littered with people that we had on our fantasy baseball team that won us the title last year. Real Muto, Muncie, Cronenworth, unbelievable. Chris Taylor. Yeah. Rafael Devers, Vladdy Guerrero. So you guys should be GMs in Major League Baseball. What are you doing sitting here with me? Right? Obviously. Seriously. It's the only option, Rashad. Uh, as far as snubs go, um, you know, I look at why Manny Machado didn't make that team. Yeah. Uh, I think he's having a really good year. Um, I know the Twins are having a terrible year, and he hasn't played a lot because he's been hurt, but... Byron Buxton, when he played. Yeah, for me, you can't. 27 games. There's 27 games this season. You can't be an all-star. Come on. You can't. Sure you can. No. Why not? What about Juan Moncada? He's played half the season. But he's their best player. Well, he's not because there's somebody else there representing him. <laughs> 
But he's not any good. Who has the Minnesota Twins I have no idea, Kirby Puckett? <laughs> <laughs> I'd have to look that That's up. That's a good see. question, actually. Nelson Cruz. See? Nelson Cruz. Nelson Cruz is like 72. I know, but he's still, <laughs> still going to hit six home runs against the Tigers the next time they play each other. Uh, I think he's, Machado's my biggest snub. Okay. Um, I thought that uh, Will Smith over Real Muto and for catchers in the National League, I thought Will Smith should have gotten a little more love than, than Real Muto. I was surprised with the pitching staffs more than anything. And, and especially in the in the National League, and it's you know it's a fine line, right? Every team has to be represented, so you're going to have to leave guys off because you got to take other guys, like Alex Reyes from the St. Louis Cardinals. Has had a good year, but I mean, you know, you look at Max Scherzer, two ten ERA, twelve strikeouts like a game. I like Scherzer should be there. Peralta from the Brewers. Yes, you already got three Brewers pitchers, but it ain't the Brewers' fault that they got good arms. Two seventeen ERA, a hundred and twenty-two strikeouts in eighty-one innings. He's not an all-star. You Taiwan Walker, former Blue Jay, no. seven and three, two forty-four ERA. No, he doesn't deserve. To and be. then Chris Bassett for me in the American League is is the biggest snub as far as pitchers are concerned. Sixth in ERA, second in wins, and he doesn't get in because Texas has to send, you know, a guy like Kyle Gibson or Seattle has to send the pitcher that they send. You know, I, I get it. You know, you don't want to bring the Tigers have to send Soto, Soto like yeah. the stop, uh, you know. So uh, the baseball, the baseball all-star game, I always liked that it meant something. I liked that you were not playing for home field advantage in the World Series. That was always a little too much. Um, I hate fan voting in anything. I don't think fans should be avo- it's allowed a popularity to vote contest whatsoever. Yeah. But, you know, it's it's there's always going to be guys missing, and you're always going to have to take a guy that's probably not that great, but he's got somebody's got to represent the team, right? So it's, it's a crapshoot. One guy for sure, like Scherzer, to me, should be there. Um, I know he's a starter... Um, they're they're trying to pick a few relievers as well, and yeah. not just starting pitchers. But he's averaging twelve strikeouts per nine innings. Yeah, and this two, the ERA he's got right now two ten is the best of his career. He's been had a pretty good career. So to me, he's to me on the list. He's the biggest miss. I thought he should be in there. And I know what they're doing with the relievers and stuff like that because the starters are coming in. They've got to get warmed up. They're used to their routine. They're really coming in and throwing one inning, and and so or some of them are going to be sitting there like Gregory Soto. There's no reason that he gets into this game, which is unfair because I've always thought that every player should have to. You should have to get every player into, into the, the All Star game. game. Yeah. There's always one or two guys that get left over. And since I'm full of stats today, how about this one? Trey Turner of the Washington Nationals hit for the cycle on his birthday. Turner, right field line, and it's beyond the reach of Margot. He's going to second. He's going to third. Here's the throw. Cycle for Trey Turner on his birthday. Come on. He's now hit for the cycle three times in his career, which ties a major league record. Is hitting for the cycle becoming a bigger feat than the no-hitter, would you say? Yeah, I think so. I don't hate the idea. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, I think just because, well, there's been seven no-hitters this year, right? Mm-hmm. I There's only one person that's hit for the cycle. And when you think about what 
we have talked about on this podcast and how there seems to be a lost art in hitting. Everybody's going for the home run yep. and not spraying the ball. The fact that you can get a triple and a double mm-hmm. and a single and a home run in the same game, that ranks up there as the greatest feat, I think, in a baseball game right now. It's it's certainly getting up there. I mean, ultimately, if you're looking between the two, you know, for a hitter, you've got to go four for four to at least to, to do that. So you have four good at-bats. Um, you have to get 27 straight outs for a no-hitter. That's still, just from numbers, more should be more unlikely, more difficult, uh, depending on, on you know who you're facing as, uh, as the hitter against the pitcher. The pitcher always, or in most cases in, in baseball, has the advantage. You know, a great baseball player gets out seven out of ten times. So to go four for four is still a pretty good feat. To do it all separately as a single, double, triple home run, whatever order, is very impressive. You should be more impressed by somebody getting 27 straight guys out, but the way baseball has turned, it's becoming way too common. Yeah, and that's why I say that, because Mm. you're either striking out a guy or a guy's hitting a home run. I think the art of hitting, the Mm. fact that people can get a triple or a double and hit into the gap or spray the ball. Um the fact that you're not striking out and actually getting hits in a game <laughs> I know. We're, we're is a tremendous feat. Now. Yes. It's a tremendous yes. feat. That's why I love that stat and love hitting for the cycle in baseball. Unless you're Araldus Chapman, because he's just handing out hits these days. It's <laughs> funny how that happens when the sticky stuff is. Two guys on the same team that haven't been the same. Hmm. I don't get it. New new column in the podcast, new segment. <laughs> Things that make you go, hmm. hmm. So one guy basically says yes, but it takes him two and a half blubbering minutes to do it. <laughs> and his teammate also stinks now. Hmm. Interesting. Are you Now it's time for Rapid Fire, where we answer questions in rapid succession. So you'll notice we just got baseball out of the way, so we don't get mad on my tangent. So the NBA Wait, what final... Are you Things that make you go, hmm, what are you saying, John? <laughs> I'm just going to draw out the intro to Rapid Fire. That's what I'll do instead. And another thing. Interesting topic that you bring up, John. The NBA final got underway Tuesday night. Who do you guys got? The Phoenix Suns or the Milwaukee Bucks? Well, Giannis is playing injured, right? Oh, it's <laughs> exciting. The Phoenix Suns are going to win for the first time in their 53 season history in the NBA. Wild. It's unbelievable. Yeah. And I looked it up. The Bucks haven't won a title since 71. 71, yeah. That's 50 years. Because the Clippers hadn't won one, right? And then the Hawks right. hadn't won one. Yeah. Or So, like, we were we were crowning a, somebody been waiting a long-ass time to win champion. No, I, I'm, I'm with you. I've got the Suns. Uh, I've only watched a little bit of basketball. I think uh, in in my completely unprofessional opinion, (laughs) with no basketball reference whatsoever, I think Giannis might be one of the most overrated basketball players I've ever seen. He's soft. He's a baby. He can't shoot. Sounds like a baseball player. He's a bum. (laughs) He's not that good. 
And next week, John's talking about the box, our yeah, NBA the, the box on Giannis goes for 42. <laughs> Uh, I think Chris Paul, that storyline with Chris Paul and the Phoenix Suns, that's yeah. going to be the storyline that everybody will be talking yeah, about. Yeah, I hope I hope they can win it just for him. It's funny, too, because they had some good teams in the 90s when they had, like, Dan Marley and... Yeah, uh, Barkley and all yeah. of them. What yeah. about Steve Nash and Amari Stoudemire? Yeah, Amari. Yeah, yeah. They've won a couple conferences, but, yeah. Uh, yeah. All right, moving along, Rashad. Here we go. It's rapid fire. Come on, what's next? <laughs> <laughs> Don't be bringing up other stuff. We gotta go. We gotta talk about Euro now. Come on. Euro? Speaking of rapid, soccer. <laughs> <laughs> Come on. You gotta love these games. Uh, Italy has advanced to the final after beating Spain on penalty kicks. So that means they'll face either England or Denmark in the final. Who do you like to win it all? I put money on Italy on June the 20th, so I'm going to ride the Italians, stallions, all the way home. <laughs> the people Azuri. Whatever, what do they say? What's it, Roberto Benini? Who's the, the coach there? Mancini? <laughs> Bellini? What's his name? You don't even no, know. I, I was looking at earlier. No, you his don't. His name's Roberto something. <laughs> Roberto Benini is an actor. Roberto wasn't Montalban. He? Was... <laughs> Matt's going to yeah, start Rob- listing food in a few minutes. Yeah, uh, Fettuccine, uh, Roberto. Yeah, no, he's a good friend of the show. Yeah, yeah, he is. <laughs> I think England's going to win it all. In- okay. The fact that the games are in Wembley Stadium yep. and they're packing the place, I think mm-hmm. there's something to say about the home crowd and the home favorite. I think it'll push England over the top. The Tokyo Olympics begin July 23rd, and it looks like the opening ceremony in the 68,000-seat stadium will be limited only to VIP guests. Will you guys be watching the games? I can't believe they start July 23rd. I know. Like, that's I just know. a couple weeks away. Yeah. I I I haven't paid attention to a thing, so... No. I'll probably watch them, Rashad, when they're on, but they're not front and center for me right now no i I've, and the opening ceremonies i've never i've never even thought of how they're gonna do that vip guests like assuming that's gonna be them the T- whole time and they're gonna spread things out or whatever but a tv only event basically yeah. that's what it'll be plan on watching the heptathlon more fireworks but uh <laughs> Maybe that's what they were doing for the last seven days, practicing for the Tokyo Olympics. How sad is it the games that were delayed for a year still snuck up on us? Yeah. Yeah, no kidding, eh? No kidding. You too, Rashad, huh? Been able to gain much interest. Yeah. I'll be watching the heptathlon. (laughs) Like I said, go, go, Canada. Got a a proud representative in that race. You got Georgia on your mind. Uh, the governing body for swimming has also banned sole caps from being worn by athletes who have hair that is larger and more textured than their white competitors. Is this not the dumbest thing you've ever heard of? Uh, it's going to get changed, I'll tell you that much. It is. Like, what's going on here? Like, so, no. a larger cap that covers more hairs. Yes. Does that give a competitive edge to somebody? I don't, I don't see how in swimming or any sort of speed event... You saying something larger than something else makes you any faster. 
you know, it's like the discussion with the the girl that um, the American that got banned from the uh, the Olympics for marijuana. Right. Like, oh, I don't know any people that are taking marijuana as a performance enhancer. Right. I don't think marijuana makes you go faster. If anything, it makes you want to sit down and fall asleep. Maybe eat a bag of chips. Like, I, don't, I don't know if it makes you run fast. It just yeah. boggles my mind. Like, no wonder you don't see a lot of black swimmers. Yeah. Right? Yeah. Like, I looked this up. Two of the 26 members of the U.S. swim team are black. Wow. Two of 26. Wow. Like, that's crazy. Yes, they have longer hair. They have thicker hair. Yeah. More so than the white swimmers. So... Why can't they use a different style ball cap? Yeah. Isn't isn't that what they've always them. been using? It's it sounded like they were going to start reviewing this already after the backlash, and I, I don't want to be the one that says no. We're sticking to it. This is this is where swimming is going to live or die. Okay. Uh, I would expect that it's going to get flipped. But and the Dallas Cowboys will be featured on HBO's Hard Knocks. Will you guys watch that? I'll always watch Hard Knocks because I love the the program, and it's it's one of those shows that uh, I've seen all of them, and I watch every year just hoping somehow that it's going to get back to the way that it was. Yeah. This one's going to be the most locked down. No one's going to get anything out of this one, which is too bad. Um, I think they, they're a good storyline for what everything you want to see in that show, but I don't think anybody's going to get anything exciting out of it whatsoever yeah like the hbo hard knock series before there was some really good meat oh and potatoes in those episodes there were fights there were drama you're in the coach's room you're watching the coach let guys go now they just do it over like musical background where it's the assistant to the traveling secretary it's a coach wants to see you bring your playbook like it's it's not even you're not even in these meetings anymore you're basically getting to watch them to practice, and for me, and I'm I'm more biased in the sense that I would prefer watching the front office stuff and prefer listening in the coaching meetings and stuff like that. Honestly, I don't want to know or get to know the players and the like how they spend their time away from the field and you know they're out with their families at the zoo or something like that. Like that to me is not entertainment of what I'm looking for in the show. So you want to find like four guys that are on the cusp. Some may make it, make it, some may not. You know, you want to kind of follow their stories, their progress. You want to be in the coach's room. You want to sit in the GM chair for a little bit. I, that was what that show was all about. And now it's just become a, a marketing uh, strategy. And you're putting it in the hands of the marketing organization of North American pro sports. Jerry Jones is not going to let anything remotely suggestive come out about his team. Like Jerry Jones might be the only guy worth watching on that because he says some outlandish things. Sure. Like nobody's taken Ezekiel Elliott's spot. Nobody's taken Dak Prescott's spot. Yeah. Nobody's taken yeah, the wide receiver spot. Yeah, you're going to be watching spot, the fight right? like, for the fourth safety and stuff like that. Right. This yeah. isn't this isn't Michael Irvin and Deion Sanders, Dallas Cowboys Oof. from back in the day, right? If, now that's must see TV. I don't know if they could show that. <laughs> <laughs> Why haven't they shown Troy Aikman on the field yet? (laughs) (laughs) And finally, we received a ton of feedback from our show last week in our music feature called Pump It or Dump It. So I had plenty to choose from for you this week, like this song from Nelly in Florida Georgia Line called Lil Bit.
So Shannon wants to know if we would pump it or dump it. Rashad, can you say little bit again? <laughs> <laughs> Come on, do it again. Do it again. Little bit. Atta boy. There we go. Atta boy. I, I, you got I, some soul in you. I was... Uh... <laughs> <laughs> I say pump it. I, I wanted something else. I wanted a little oh. bit more. I wanted a beat to drop or something like that. I'm okay with it. I'm not going to hit next on the playlist, but I'm uh, when I'm getting ready to, to head out to Panache next week... <laughs> Uh, it's not going to be cranked in the in the bathroom when I'm uh, when I'm spraying on my uh, my cologne. I don't think you're going to hear it at Panache either. <laughs> but I pump it. I say pump I ain't it. Ain't paying attention to the music. <laughs> we may have heard it last week. I don't know. Wait, you were at the library. What are you talking about? Uh, yeah, yeah, Panache. It's Italian for for library for books. <laughs> for- <laughs> John, are you pumping it or dumping it? Uh, I'm going to give it just a very narrow, I'll say yes, I'll pump it. Okay. It's not oh, as good as the go. first song they did together. Yeah, good for Florida Georgia Line for being able to transition like that. Like, that's tough to go from uh, from country to getting into the, some of R&B stuff, and they sound really good. So thank you to everyone who sent in questions, and you can do that too for our next podcast at fourfutureconsiderations at gmail.com. Yeah, and if you want to see all the great videos and plays in the podcast, uh, all the videos for the play of the week, everything like that, make sure you follow us on social media for future considerations on Facebook. Hey, it's back. And, yes, it is. And podcast FFC on Twitter and Instagram. It's funny how that Zuckerberg vaccine <laughs> hit you. He got us. And knocked you out for Just a couple for of days. a couple of days. Yeah. We want to thank our sponsors too, uh, Christina and Dennis at London Awnings, quality that shows. And Shane Topolovic, our little bit of next level <laughs> athletics, specializing in sport training, nutrition, and bailing on your friends after you say you're getting excited to go out every weekend. Yeah, where is that guy? Waterloo. Yeah, apparently. I'm starting to think maybe you guys aren't as good of friends with him as you think you are. You know, we're, you know, we're definitely not. We're definitely like good advertisers for this poor guy's company. Uh, he's been so busy since we've been pumping his tires he can't even hang out with us since since we started mentioning on here i think he's down about 45 percent business so you know what you got to do i think shane caught covid don't go visit him (laughs) now now he's got time to be on the show that might be the only thing he didn't get last weekend If you missed any of our previous shows, you can go back and listen to interviews with Mike Fuda last week and Ethan Burroughs the week before. And we've got another great interview coming up in the OT later this week. Manny, who do we got behind the red curtain? It's Shane. No, it's not. (laughs) Wyatt Johnston. Wyatt Johnston of the Windsor Spitfires will be joining us. I think he's rated 16th. In North American skaters in NHL Central Scouting. Okay. So as he gets set for the upcoming NHL draft, Mm -hmm. Wyatt Johnston will be on the show. That is a good get. So stay tuned for that episode, and we'll see if the Montreal Canadiens can extend the Stanley Cup final again. Don't play it, Rashad. Don't play it. Play it again. Don't play it. Woo! Don't play it. Thanks for listening to For Future Considerations. Go Habs, go.
still here, it's over. Go home.